The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. All right, we're looking at developing intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Developing intimacy with the Holy Spirit. In the first two services, we were able to establish the fact that the chaos in the earth is as a result of the fact that man do not recognize the person, the presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit. In Ecclesiastes 4 verse 1, the Bible says, Then I returned and saw under the sun. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes is actually a revelation of life under the sun. All right? When you come to the epistles of Christ, of Paul rather, we are actually looking at life from above. Are you following me? All right. So, so he said, Then I returned and considered all the oppression that is under the sun, that is done under the sun, and looked the tears of the oppressed, but he have no comforter. So he says, The man that is oppressed has no comforter. Then he says, On the side of the oppressors there was power, but he have no comforter. So we see that the reason why in the world there is oppression in the world. When I mean oppression, I don't just mean what is happening in today's world. I mean the world over because of the fact that there is no comfort. In other words, they are not recognizing the Holy Spirit. There were leaders around the world, someone like Saddam Hussein that exposed some of his people to some kind of strange chemicals and killed a particular section of the society. Some people died. We see it happening in some nations of the world. The wickedness in the world, chemical weapons, biological weapons being used in the world is because men do not recognize the Holy Spirit. You see that? So if the world is going to change men and women Boys and girls need to recognize the place of the Holy Spirit in society. And that's so important. Amen? I said amen. All right. Now let's look into the Word of God and dig into this. In John 14, verse 16, Jesus said, And I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Another comforter. Now, notice that when Jesus was on earth, he was their comforter. When he had a need, they went to Jesus. Bread to be multiplied, they went to Jesus. And Jesus was going. He said, I'll give you another. See, he uses the word alos parakletos. In other words, another of the same kind. Another comforter. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. You need to know that. Because some people don't know the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. Let's just look at that. In 1 Peter 1. Let's read verse 10. First Peter 1.10. It says, Of the salvation, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that will come to you. Searching what, or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ. See that? The Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow. See that? I mean, in New King James Version. Now, you notice that the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Christ. You see that? It's called the Spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. So, the Holy Spirit never contradicts Jesus. 
See, he's the spirit of Jesus. He's the spirit of God. He never contradicts God. Now, if you get to know the Holy Spirit and fellowship with him, your life will be a thousand times better. You will lose your fear. You will lose your worry. You see that? In Romans 8.15, we saw that the Bible says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. There's a spirit of bondage. See? And the evidence of bondage is fear. But you've received the spirit of, of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba. Abba means daddy. Intimacy with the Father is impossible without the Holy Spirit. Intimacy with the Father is impossible without the, the person of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that brings us into a close, neat, intimate relationship. Neat, N-I-K-N-I-T. Neat. See? Relationship with the Father and fellowship with the Father. It's the Holy Spirit. Since whereby we cry, Abba, Father. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So wherever the Holy Ghost has been recognized, you see three things, power. You see a sense of dominion. You see that? Then you see power. And you see sound mind. And that also represents the three waves of the move of God in the earth. When the move of God started in the book of Acts, it started full. Power, love, and sound mind. After a while, there was a, um, a period where the body of Christ, there was a, uh, 500 years of, they call them the dark ages. And um, finally, the word of God was restored. The first thing we see in the restoration is power. And when the church loses power, they focus on mercy works. You know, charitable giving and all that, which is good. But when, when church loses power, it uses that to get a good name in the world, which also has its place. I believe in generosity. We, we do ball holes from time to time for people. Now, but you've got to understand this, that if we want to see the fullness of God, it has to be power, love, and sound mind. So every ministry emphasizes one or the other, or they emphasize all three. For instance, power, there's healing. Power, there's deliverance. You see? Then there's love. They give to other people. They care for themselves. They love one another. Then sound mind is education. See, those are three dimensions of the workings of God. And our church is also in that three dimensions. So when a church gets involved in education, don't think, oh, what are they doing? No, that's the sound mind dimension. Are you following me? But let us deal with it literally. That's the prophetic interpretation. But let's deal with it literally. Okay, I'll just do that, sir. And in the move of God, there's also three uh, dimensions. There is the way, the truth, and the life. When the restoration of truth came, and uh, men like um, Martin Luther came, we began to know the way of salvation. The way of salvation. So we knew the way of sanctification. The way. Then truth had been restored to the body of Christ. Truths on the Holy Spirit. Truths on healing. No, truths on prosperity, they were restored. Then there is life. Life is that realm where the fullness of the power of God is made manifest. And the Bible tells us it will happen when, I think it's Romans 11 verse 19, check it, where 
the Jews and the Gentiles come together. 15, Romans 11, 15 says, For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, that means the casting away of the Jews, the Israel, is the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from dead? Now watch this. It tells you that when you come to a time where Jews are being drawn to Christ, you are in the season of life. And now there are Messianic Jews. People like Jews are getting born again around the world. Messianic congregations rising around the world. God is telling us something. We are in the season of life from the dead. In other words, we're in a season where we're going to see power like never before. I thought I'd get an amen. Are you all there? For instance, the Bible says, Jerusalem shall be trodden on their foot until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. In other words, Jerusalem will be under the control of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles is fulfilled. In other words, the Gentiles losing dominion over the land of Jerusalem. It's a time. It's a prophetic timeline. Now, in 1917, the British people, they took over the land when, I think it's, it's uh, Alambi came into the land and conquered the talks. And count 50 years later, you come to 1967, when the charismatic movement began in 1967. And the same 1967, June 1967, Israel got Jerusalem back. So right now, Israel is, Jerusalem is under Israel, 1967. Now, count 50 years later, towards the end of 1997, Donald Trump recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Are you following me? So we are in a season of life from the dead. And amazingly, today is 17th, and I just counted to 2017, and 17 is the number of complete victory. So I believe something prophetic is happening here today. Whatever is dead in your life is coming alive in the name of Jesus. Are you following me? All right. See, we need to have an understanding of the times. See, God is moving even in the midst of this situation. You need to know that. Nothing takes God by surprise. Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody today? All right. Let's move on quickly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know something? If this fear had come and churches were open, watch this, men would have run to church. So churches were shut down. I want to see this. I want to see God's hand. The Lord wants me to share this. Now I want to see God's hand. So they said, okay, churches were shut down all around the world at a time. Do you know that these forced people to go watch this on the online to search for churches. So right now, churches have a stronger influence on the internet before now. Okay, rather than before now. So it is eventually working for good. So when things reset, so to say, guess what? The church has two footings on ground. Online. Mm, hallelujah. Praise God. Because you need to understand this. That, oh boy, this service is prophetic. I feel the anointing of the prophet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm trying to teach. Okay, you're in charge. All right, praise God. Are you all there? So we need to understand the times. 
Thank you, Lord. I don't know where the, where the person is, but somebody with a shoulder pain has just been healed. Wherever you are, outside, inside, on TV, if you're in here, stand up, shoulder pain, being healed. Stand up quickly, wherever you are. If you're in here, if you're outside, let me know. Someone with a shoulder pain is being healed. Stand up quickly. Move that shoulder, wherever you are. Let me know, quickly. Someone's shoulder is being healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you out there? Praise God. If you're watching and you have a shoulder pain, the Lord is healing you, just put a comment there. If you're watching on TV, send us an SMS. Someone's shoulder has been healed. So we are in a time of life from the dead. Now watch this. On the 5th of April, 1996, I was in a camp meeting and the man of God was ministering and they shared us into groups. Those who were less than five years in the Lord, we should go somewhere else. And those who are older in the Lord and were leaders should be somewhere else. And um, while all that was happening, the... The, 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 the man of God now said they should call all the groups to come together. And um, well, when the groups came together, I was putting my chair down. See, I was putting my chair down because you carried your chairs to where your group was. So I put it down. I heard the Lord. He said, preach the full message of this new life. Preach the full message of this new life. Acts 5.20, NIV. And I wrote it down. And God started teaching me about life. See, there are several words that open the Bible to you. One of them is covenant. Another word that opens the Bible to you is life. See, when you understand the message of life, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of life. There's a fearlessness it gives you. Give it to us in the NIV if you have it. It says, preach the full message of this new life. See that? Now, the word, all the words in your King James is the same, it's the word rhema, the full message of this new life. That means God is letting us know as a ministry, he has given us insight into life. Now, what is life? Let's define a few things. There are several words for life in the Bible. The first one is the word Zoe. Why did I put Zoe first before suke or um, anastrophe or, or, the, or the other kinds of life? But I want you to know the first life because that's the God kind of life. All right? In John 5 verse 26, Jesus said, As the Father has life in himself, so he has given his son to have life in himself. So Zoe is the God kind of life. All right? So the God kind of life. Yes. The God kind of life. That is the life in God that makes him God. It is called the God life. It is called the essence of God. All right? It says, for as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. In other words, the Father is self-existent. The Son is self-existent. All right? In John 1, 4, the Bible says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. What life was, him, was in him? Zoe. He's not talking about the word nephesh. 
When the Bible says of the soul of man, the life of the flesh, in Leviticus 17 verse 11, it refers to the humanistic life. It's called the soulish life. You see that? So I want you to take note of what I'm teaching you right now because it will it'll, it'll quell your fears and rest your heart. There is the soulish life. The word is nephesh. It is the life that Adam had when God made him in Genesis 2 verse 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and bred into his nostrils the bread of life, and man became a living soul, a living nephesh. So that's what we call the natural human life. Everybody has it. Everybody in this world has a natural human life. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45, it says, And so it is when the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, natural human life. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit or a life-giving spirit. In other words, his spirit had life that animates consistently. In other words, life that keeps your body in health. Right now, Jesus is in heaven and he will never be sick. I hope you know that. There's a life in him. In 1 John 5, verse 20, the Bible tells us this. First John, it says, we have come to know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we might know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and what? An eternal life. So, when we're talking about God, we are talking about Jesus. When we're talking about God, we're talking about eternal life. Because God is life himself. God himself is life. See, the human being that is living and just breathing has natural human life. But when you become born again, you receive something else. But before I get ahead of myself, look at 1 John 1. Let's read 1 and 2. It says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen in our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Next. It says, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it. What is the life of Jesus was life manifested? In other words, Jesus was an embodiment of what eternal life would do in a human person. Don't forget, he's our elder brother. You see that? He's our elder brother. When you look at me, I have one head, I have two hands and two legs. My, my son has the same. He has my blood group. You see that? So the Bible the life was manifested, was revealed, was exhibited. Then he says, and bear witness. We have seen that life and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Who was that eternal life? Jesus. So when Christ comes into a man, the very life of God, hear me, what makes him God moves into you. Mm. you will catch it. In John 5 verse 24, Jesus said, he said, very, very I say unto, unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life. He says, I shall not come to condemnation, but it's passed from death unto life. Now, death, watch this, there are different kinds of death. The first kind of death is separation from God. That's Ephesians 4.18. See, when a man or woman is not connected to God, they are spiritually dead. See, it says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. 
You see that? It says, having your understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness that are. So the man that's not born again does not have eternal life. The man said, we pass from death unto life. All right? Now, watch this. So, we know that the man that is not in Christ is dead. Ephesians 2 verse 1. Ephesians 2 1. It says, you as you quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So, the man that's not born again is dead. You see that? He's dead. He's not, he's, he's not alive. He's dead. All right? That's separation from God. Then the second kind of death is physical death. The first one is spiritual death. When a man separated from God. The second one is physical death. In James 2 verse 26, the Bible says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You see that? So now the person is spiritually dead first, then physical death. When your spirit leaves your body, are we together? All right, now give me Romans 8.10. Let me show you something here, and we'll, we'll take the third one, which is eternal death. It says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. So the body of the unbeliever is dead. All right, so the first death is spiritual death. Then the second death is physical death. Then let's look at this, the third death, which is the second death. Revelation 2.11. Revelation 2.11. It says, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit said on the churches, and he that overcomes shall not be a heart of the second death. So there is a spiritual death, there is physical death, there is what? The second death. Now this is death when the person is cast into the lake of fire, and the individual roosts in the lake of fire. Look at this. Revelation 20, verse 6, then we'll come to life. It said there are some words that open the Bible to us. Watch this. It says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but it shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him in a thousand years. That's when we come to the millennial reign. Verse 14. Let's read, let's read from verse 11. Verse 11, Revelation 20, 11. So we'll get to verse 14. Then I saw a great white throne, and he who sat on it, from, this thing keeps coming to me again about this person with that shoulder. Did, did, I didn't, maybe call our viewing center. Somebody with the, the shoulder is being healed. I, I just, it keeps coming to, to me again and again. I think God is giving that person a sign. Now look at this, verse 11. Then I saw a great, Malakosophranus, thank you Lord. It's so strong. The person has a shoulder pain. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here or outside? If don't be ashamed, don't be ashamed. Just stand up. I, I, the Lord, the, I think that will open a word to you that I have for that person. So let me know who the person is, so that we can give the person the word. Now look at this. It says, "Then I saw a great white throne, and He who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no place for them." All right. Then he says, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. Books were open, and that book was open, which is the book of life. I've told you about the book of life the other time. The dead were judged according to their works by the things which are written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. The de then death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now watch this. Now when people die physically, and they die without Christ, they'll be judged. After the judgment, first of all, when they die without Christ, they go to hell. 
hell is like the waiting point. Hell is not a final place. After they have been judged, they, they will now go to the lake of fire. Then both hell and death to be cast into the lake of fire. That's the second death. Now watch this, child of God. Death is an experience, spiritual death. Death is also an experience, physical death. But it's a thir the third one, the second death. But it's the fourth one, death is a realm. The man that is not born again is in the realm of death. In other words, he is dying every day. He is dying every day. See, he is dying. So if you're not born again, you are dying. What is sickness? Sickness is incipient death. Before Adam sinned, there was no death. You see that? If you look at Romans 5 verse 12, the Bible says, By one man's sin, death. Sin, by one man, sin entered the world. It says, and so death passed on all men, and death by sin, and so death passed on all men for that all of sin. Death is a realm. See, it, everyone at some point again is in the realm of death. Follow me closely. And that death affects their bodies. It affects their bodies. Because God told Adam, the day you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it says, you shall surely die. We all know that by now. It means in dying, you shall die. So death is a process. So everybody that is in this world that is not born again is dying. That's why from the day you get born, you, as you grow, your body starts aging. Your body is dying. That's why as we grow older, the immune system starts failing. Why? Because of the fact that the body is dying. See that? When people are aging, they are dying. But what did God have to do to reverse this process? Follow me closely. What did God do? Jesus said, he that believes in me, he says he has passed from death unto life. In John 5, verse 24. He's passed from death unto life. Which means, as a child of God, you are no longer in the realm of death. You are in the realm of life. Now, follow me closely. In Romans 8, verse 10, go back there. I want to show you a few things about life. Don't forget we're in the season of life. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Now, your body, as a child of God, if you're born again and you're not recognizing the Holy Spirit and taking advantage of the Word of God, and he says the body is dead because of sin. In other words, the body is dying. It's dying. There are Christians who die of different kinds of diseases and, and all kinds of things because they did not understand the message of life. He says the body is dead because of sin. The body is dead. Then he says the spirit is life. The life is in your spirit. Then in verse 11 says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also zopoyo, it means will give zoe the life of God to your what? To your what? To your dying bodies. Mortal means dying. So now that the Holy Ghost is in you, life is now in your flesh. Hear me? You don't fall sick like the world. The life of God is quickening your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. So now because the Holy Ghost is in you, what kills the natural body cannot kill you because you are living supernaturally. We are in the days of life. But how can we know we are in the days of life if death is not a threat? Catch that. So what is happening right now is opening us to the realm of life. 
Because the realm of death opened itself. Now, this is not the first, I'm going to call it coronavirus for, for, for a reason. This is not the first coronavirus. Uh-huh, because some of you don't know. that The first one came some time ago, and um, it was treated with chloroquine. It had sufficient, there was sufficient evidence to prove then. Then this is another one. This is two combined. This is SARS-CoV-2. So now that death is opening its bowels to bring things that kill, don't forget, when man said there's a casting down, what do we say? So if death is opening itself, life is unleashing itself. So we are going to see people live in such health like we have never seen before in our day. Are you following me? See, we need to have an understanding of the day in which we live. We are in the day of life. So when you see, okay, look at this. How do you know light is relevant if there's no darkness? So if darkness is shouting, I am here, I am here, I am here, uh-oh, turn on the light. So we are going to see people walk in such victory like we have never seen before in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. During the bubonic plague in South Africa, there was a man called John G. Lake. He understood the message of life. And they, he was helping pack the dead. It was more terrible than what is happening now in this world. It was very, very terrible. And while they were picking up the dead, some of the people were talking to him and said, oh, aren't you glad that we have um, some means of protection of, 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 of us and all that? And he said, no. He said, I don't have that kind of protection over that you who are using and all that. Because it wasn't using the protective gear. Everybody was using protective gear. It wasn't using it. So he said, he has a protect, he, he, his, his immunity to this thing. And he said, what do you do? He said, what's that? And they asked him and said, Romans 8.2. What do you mean Romans 8.2? He said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Did he say, shall make me free? Did he say, shall make me free? shall make me free. What did he say? Has made me free from the law of what? Sin and what? And death. So he said, get me an active virus from a man that just died and put it in my hand. They checked it under the microscope. It was active. They put it in his hand, put it under the microscope. The virus was no longer active. And they said, for the law of the life in Christ Jesus, freedom of life in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Did you see that? So it's important that we know where we are. Because a lot of us don't know. What made John Gillick so bold? Now don't take my word for it. Go and meditate on the scriptures. You have it? Okay. Where's it? That's the person with the pain? Six years, come I have a word for you. Thank you, Lord. Celebrate Jesus. I told you this. Pain for six years. The second person? No, 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 no. Use the microphone so that they can. Because there's something about this service. 17th of May, 17 complete victory, 5 grace, 2020, the hand of blessing. So there's something God is doing today. Amen? All right. So, Pastor, just tell them, let's hear him quickly, then we're on. Quickly. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. My name is Emmanuel. 
I've been having this issue that I've been for six years now. The microphone. Talk louder, talk louder. I've been having this pain for six years now. He has been going and coming, going and coming. Even this morning, I was still feeling the pain. But I was very surprised when the man of God here said, if you are feeling pain, you, should, you are receiving your miracle. Yes, I believe that with my feet. So which, which of you? Okay, move it, move it. You see that? Now stand here, I have a word for you. Now tell them the next person, there's another person that was killed. The second stand. person is Brother Emmanuel Azinde too. He has been having it's also a, Emmanuel. The same Emmanuel. Are you saying that God is speaking prophetically to us? People named Emmanuel? Go ahead, please. He has been having this pain for one week now as the word of God came through you and he, the person has been healed completely. Amen. Branch. Amen. Amen. Celebrate Jesus, please. Amen. Praise God. I notice, where is your mask? It's outside. All right. Lift your hands up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord says to you, he says, I'm changing your season. He said, you've suffered for too long in one point. But from this day, I'm moving you forward. Because I've heard your prayers and I've seen your tears. Yes, the cycle of disappointment is over, says the Lord. And I'll cause you to rejoice in this season. I am bringing joy and celebration into your family in this season, says the Spirit of grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Celebrate Jesus, please. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. We are in the realm of life and the season of life. So, if you're born again, I think it's from outside, right? Okay. So, you need, you, you need to understand this. You need to understand, because people are born again and, oh God, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. You, you are not in that realm. Let me close with this, and I'll continue in next service. In Colossians 3, beginning from verse 1. Colossians 3, verse 1. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ seated at the, on the right hand of God. Now, we now, the Bible says, we should seek those things that are above. Why? Because we are supposed to enjoy a foretaste of heaven on earth. It says, if you're risen with Christ, and we've been risen with Christ. See, when you were baptized, you died, you were buried, and you rose again. In the mind of God, you have died. In the mind of God, hear me and hear me well, the man that your father and mother gave birth to has died. Now, means every hereditary problem or sickness that you should have carried has also died because you have died. Are you following me closely? It says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Next. It says, set your affection on things above, not on things on, on the earth. Set your mind. Set your mind on things above. In other words, don't think like natural people. Why, Paul? Give me verse 3. It says, for you are dead. You see that? You are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. That means right now, child of God, your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
which means if I have to kill you, I have to kill God, remove Christ, kill Christ, and get to you. And that's not possible. That's why your life is not in the hand of a disease. Your life is not in the hand of any man. So I get it any better, amen. We're in the realm of life. That's where we are, in the realm of life. When you, the children of Israel had the foretaste of that glory. Where they lived in the wilderness for 40 years and their clothes grew on their body. That's the realm of life. And the Bible says the clothes did not wear out. That means the clothes were still looking new. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment, when you read your Bible, use your mind sometimes, all right? Now, a man, a boy leaves Israel at two years old because they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, he's 42 years old, and guess what? This young man, is now 42, is wearing what he wore at two. And the clothes grew. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. If God can make clothes grow on your body, what can he do in your body? You will catch it, you will catch it. Clothes are non-living things. Clothes are non-living things. Are you following me? Clothes are non If non-living things can grow, what can happen to living things? Your cells are living things. And somebody is walking and he's two years old. On his third birthday, his clothes, I believe the clothes were growing every day. Because children grow every day. Are you aware of, if you have children, you know what I'm talking about. Now you can imagine two years old, ten years old, the same cloth. Let me show that to you because we'll come back here. Look at Judgment 8. I want to show you something here. Now look at this. Judgment 8. I want us to look at from verse 2. And you shall remember the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you will keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger. Then he says, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. And it might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you. Your garments did not wear out on you. King James says, wax not old on you. Your garment for 40 years. You wore a suit at 2 years old. At 42, it still fits you. Now, if God can do that, if God can do that to, to, thank you, Holy Spirit, to non-living things, what can he do to living things? Yourself. If clothes can grow on, on your body for 40 years and they had a lesser covenant, they had a lesser testament. What can happen to us that have a better testament? And you're saying, oh, apostle, this thing in my body, they said this in my family. Hey, clothes grew. And they remained new. They didn't wear out. Then he says, your food, they don't swell. It did not swell. These 40 years. 
Think of wearing shoes when you were two years old. And you're still wearing the shoe when you're 42. What can God do in your blood? To somebody here, God is going to do a creative miracle in your body today. I'm telling you, there's something about today. Anything wrong in your body today, by the end of this service, it has gone out of you in the name of Jesus. The realm of life. The realm of life. The realm of life. The realm of life. A woman's child was playing with a motorcycle. A huge Harley Davidson motorcycle. Fell on the boy and crushed his head. They were in a prayer meeting when it happened. They removed the, the bike. Packed the head together. Oh my God. Prayed for the head. It came together. The boy is an adult now. The realm of life. Are you telling me that you can die like that? Child that the head was crushed. They packed the head, prayed, and God arranged the thing. That's the realm in which you live. You live in the realm of life. So no lump will remain in your breast. No fiber will remain in your body after this moment. The realm of life. The Bible says you are dead. And your life is hid with Christ inside God. See, it is one thing for God to live in me. It's another thing for me to live inside God. Think about it. Then he says, when Christ, who is our life? Shall appear. Then shall we appear with him in glory. Notice your life is beyond the physical body. Beyond this physical body. Science talks about neuroplasticity, growing new, growing new brain cells. What can happen to you? There are things they are doing right now in science. Where they can take one part of your body and create another part of your body. In science. What can God do if men, 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 their limitation can do that? Everything in your body that God did not put there. As you walk out of this hall, it is living your life. Everything in your body, in your system. You've been using drugs for it. Today is a day of complete victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I rest my case quickly. Bow your heads, please. I want you to ask God to reveal this message of life to you. You have watched all kind of programs that have filled your heart with fear. God says his words are life to them that find them. So now I want you to take your best position. If you want to kneel down, you want to let Lord reveal life to me. Show me what life is all about. Because whatever God reveals to you is for you and your children. You and your generations. 
So sincerely ask God, Lord, reveal life to me. What life? The life of God. Let me understand it. Let me enjoy it. Let me walk in it, my Father. Ask Him to reveal it to you. That's your answer. That's your answer. That's your answer. Your brain will come alive. Your heart will come alive. Your sugar level will be normal. Your blood pressure will be normal. Lord, reveal life to us, my Father. Reveal life to us. We are not ordinary people. We will take all the necessary precautions because we are not presumptuous. But we know we are not of this world. We know it. We are not of this world. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, reveal life to us. Reveal life to us. Reveal life to us. Reveal your power to us like we've never known it. Reveal that realm of life to us in our bodies, in our minds, in everything that concerns us. Reveal life to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Briefly, quickly, whatever sickness you have in your body right now, whatever condition you have, or you are afraid that you might have, deal with it right now. You are in the presence of the Most High God. He has already shown that individual a sign, possibly also showed you a sign that God knows what you are going through. Six says there's no way I could have known that. And, and the way God will do it, the two people's names means Emmanuel, God with us, that is showing you that he's with you. Is with you to deliver you. So whatever condition you have in your body right now, report it to God. Report it to God. Report it. Report the fibroid. Report it. Judge it today. Report it. Bring it before the judge. The judge is your father. Report that condition today. It must go today. Are you afraid you have kidney problems, whatever? Ask the Lord, let life enter my kidney and create new kidneys. You have a heart condition? Ask the Lord, Father, let the life of God be released into my heart right now. You have asthma? Ask God that the life of God release into, through your nasal tract into your lungs right now. Let the life of God be released into your spleen. Let the life of God be released into your liver. Let the life of God be released into your womb. Let the life of God be released into your semen. Let the life of God whatever, let life be released. You are not remaining the same anymore. You are not remaining the same anymore. Life is taking over. Life is activated in your blood. In the name of Jesus, your blood condition is altered. In the name of Jesus, life is activated in your brain. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your mental condition is transformed. Every spiritual oppression is broken off today in the name of Jesus. You are going out of here free. The power of fear is broken from your life. In the name of Jesus, no more nightmares. In the name of Jesus, no more nightmares. Thank you, Father. In the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's Word and His Spirit in an atmosphere of love. 
so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fessor, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Bilbulu, Yenegua Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.